Welcome to a new episode of Clerical Copilot. First up, character bio. General Raiken from The Empire Strikes Back. Always love this character from Hoth Rebel Base. He probably has the four, one of the four best words of The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, prepare for ground assault. Always love that phrase in Empire Strikes Back. Always prepares me for probably my favourite battle in Star Wars Saga. The Hoth Battle. Really great character. Really uh, determined. Uh, always knows his duty and as I said, really great character and some great lines. Back in the late summer and fall of 1982, I walked into my local shop and saw a magazine called Fantastic Films. On the front cover, it had a blurb about first photos from Revenge of the Jedi. I immediately picked up the magazine excitedly and flicked for it, seeing what the photos were. It was three production paintings from Ralph McQuarrie. Two of the uh, sail barge battle on Tatooine, one of R2-D2 and C-3PO meeting Bib Fortuna. I immediately got the magazine to get home, and there was my was the start of my fascination with Revenge of the Jedi. Of course, it would turn into Return of the Jedi, but I've always had a secret hunkering that the first title would always remain with the movie. Uh, when I got the uh, Mail away figure for Admiral Abbar. I, I love the card back for that with the mail away feature on it and the Revenge of the Jedi font on it. Uh, always got pictures of that uh, card back, and luckily at Celebration in April I managed to get an actual physical card back of it. It was only about $30 and not a bad price for it, but I've been really wanting to get that card for ages and finally did get it. I don't know about what it is about Revenge of the Jedi that really fascinated me. I suppose Jedi don't really take revenge, but I know why George Lucas changed it. Uh, but really, that title was really stood with me, and and I really hope that the, the title will will live on with me. Next up is one of my two playsets I got for Christmas nineteen eighty two as a kid. The other one, Darth Vader's Star Destroyer, I'll talk about in a future episode. First, I'll talk about the Dagobah action playset, which I got. A really simple design, but lots of great play value to it. I think I ended up as a kid having most of the secondary characters uh, go to that playset, wanting Jedi advice from my Jedi Master Yoda figure. Uh, I think, in hindsight, Yoda must have got pretty sick of seeing... Horse Man, Hammerhead, and Snaggletooth go there for Jedi voice when it probably wasn't even Jedi, but some of the weird things that used to go through my mind as a kid as play value for it. It's like having Luke go there, train was probably a simple standard uh, toy value to it, but I tended to sort of make up other scenarios to it, and I think lots of most of my other characters went there for. Uh, Jedi vice or battles or anything. Uh, lots of battles with Darth Vader or stormtroopers in invading the Dagobah playset and Yoda. Uh, with my help, flying, uh, forcing them back with force pushes and all sorts of things. So, yeah, so really great set. Uh, 
great classic design to it. Uh, really, I think Hans Hansolo said, I mean, it looked much, but it got it where it counts, kid. And that was a really great play set. So I highly recommend it if you want a vintage set that isn't too, uh, not too high up on the uh, classy side, but really simple design and really says what it says on the box. Now on to my segment. Prepare, prepare for verbal assault. Expectation versus reality can be a cruel thing. Ask fans of Constable Zuvio in late 2015. His figure came onto pegs in September 2015 and was nowhere to be found in the actual movie. A crushing blow to all the fans of this figure. But that's something really not new. Uh, back in 78 we got a mass of figures of Cantina Aliens since 1978. In 1980 we got figures of 2-1-B and FX-7 who had fleeting appearances. And we even got a figure of Cloud Car Pilot. If we get two of them, we get a Cloud Car Co-Pilot. Oh, sorry. Move along, Neil, move along. Back in 1983, and early on, I was combing the shelves in my local toy store looking for action figures for the new movie, Return of a Jedi. And the first two figures I actually found were General Maydean and Squidhead. General Maydean was a figure I got, and quite fascinated with him. Uh, he ha even had a uh, staff, or maybe a wand. Who knew, maybe he's a uh, Gryffindor, or Ravenclaw. The figure, and the actual other figures that came from Return of a Jedi, were really fleetingly in the movie, like some of the Ewoks and the Biker Scouts, although they did have a large part really, didn't they? Uh, and Squidhead actually, uh, loved the actual car back of that figure, but only seen fleetingly in the movie. Probably moving forward onto the Rise of Skywalker, hopefully when the figures come out in October, we will probably get some figures that in the future we will look back and say, oh, they're only in the movie for a couple of couple of minutes or that, but it seems to be a tradition of Star Wars that you gather up some figures early on for promotion, and fans will lap it up and they will get the figures. But later on, when you get the movie, they won't even figure. Uh, probably that tradition will carry on forever with Star Wars action figures. Whoever gets the license in the future. Now on to my verbal assault subject number two. Perceptions of fandom and welcoming new content providers into Star Wars. With the recent Collider question and hubbub over it, over the new head of live action films and TV series, would all this have been said about if the if it had been a man and not a lady, I thought hopefully uh, the new head would be welcomed in to what Lucasfilm was doing. I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy, who uh, has quite, got quite a bit of knowledge of films and people, uh, has made the right decision in hiring this lady. Uh, I trust her judgment more than I trust uh, Collider's. Uh, I think 
also stems into what happens in the welcoming others into our fandom. Uh, we've got some new podcasts arriving this week uh, in the Star Wars scene, and not a lot of people have been welcoming them in to what they've been doing. Uh, I've still caught a couple of them, and but still they're really good ones, and hopefully going forward their content will be great as and positive as it always is. Uh, always got a this fandom always got to welcome others into it and uh, can't really exclude anybody. Uh, it's really start bad thing if you start having questions of uh, what people want and, and how they perceive them. Probably that's why I'm always catching up on my podcast listening. My library of podcasts is always expanding rather than shrinking. I never seem to discard a podcast because I know that content creator will be hard at work on it and putting in hours of prep and time on it. Uh, I don't really want to chuck away all that and just throw away a podcast on a whim. Uh, I know I always have trouble uh, getting around to some of them, uh, but I always eventually do. Uh, would really like a long holiday to just listen to a load of podcasts. Uh, Next up is my is the subject, Laugh It Up Fussball, where Star Wars meets real life. Imagine going to your favourite deli counter, instead of your usual person there that you usually have a quick, quick talk to and chat and grab your supplies. You suddenly find, one day, it's Han Solo. Uh, I'd like two bits of salami and uh, uh, some turkey, please. Never tell me the odds. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm in a bit of a hurry. Uh, my, I've got to get these for my wife. Wonderful girl. If I'm going to kill her, I'm going to bring to like her. Oh, so you met my wife. Uh, never tell me the odds. Oh, oh, you have met her. Uh, she's a wonderful lady. Hey, you handled that blender really well. You know, sometimes I amaze even myself. Oh, wow, that's, that's great. I've had a lot of retail experience, actually. I've been in the business quite a few years. 190 years old? You look great. Hey, I'm only about 50, you know. I'd like to see a manager. I prefer all this. I prefer to bring them on. Better than all this sneaking around. So, so Edith, the career, the deli career of Han Solo. Next week, another Star Wars character, another real-life scenario. Now on to the Star Wars making-of books. In the late 90s, when I got back into Star Wars, I found out an article about the original two books, one by Alan Arnold and one by Philip Reacher of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, respectively. After a long hunt and a lot of waiting, I finally managed to get those two books, the Empire Strikes Back was, was essentially a marketing tool for the movie, uh, but had some really great photos in it, as well as the Return of the Jedi one. Going on to the prequels, I managed to get the making of books of them as well. Uh, the third one by Jeb W. Rinsler, who came back to the making of Star Wars books in the mid-thousands in the original trilogy, which I have got. A physical copy of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. The Star Wars one I have on Kindle, 
which is a great book because it gives you lots of different insights with uh, videos and sound clips, which you obviously don't get in a book. Uh, all the really great books. Uh, I really hope J.W. Rinsler has the chance to get a book going on the sequel trilogy. That's one thing I really missed about the, uh, the new Disney film, which is apart from the new book about from Industrial Light and Magic upon Making of Solo. I've most missed the uh, making of books that come out with each movie. That's probably the one thing that has disappointed me about the sequel trilogy era films. But hopefully in the future they might bring out a book when they release the uh, box set of the Nine Saga films. I'm fingers crossed on that anyway. Next up is a vintage comic review of a Dark Horse comic Star Wars Bounty Hunters, Aura Sing. It is a one-shot comic. There's one story about that bounty hunter. Uh, a short little story, but quite pretty good. Uh, Aura Sing visited three uh, classic Star Wars planets, uh, Tatooine, Hoth and Bespin, in the story, where she goes after an artefact from a, for a religious order. I won't spoil the story for you, because uh, even though it's a long time ago, if you want to read this comic, a really good one, a uh, really novel way of uh, of adding on to a scene from The Empire Strikes Back in the actual Hoff section of this comic. Really uh, quite a good way of doing it. Uh, yeah, apart from that, it's a nice little one-shot of Bounty Hunter. Uh, if you like Aura Sing, I recommend really pick it up because it's a really good comic. Next up, I'd like to give a big shout out to a quarterly event held in the UK at Fording Bridge. Farthest from is a vintage Star Wars toy uh, event held, as I said, quarterly. It's run by fan tracks Dave Tree, uh, who really runs a great event. Uh, all the sellers at this event are really good, uh, great prices. Uh, I've had the pleasure of getting a vintage land speeder and Millennium Falcon. From it, it's been really good. Uh, also, the uh, the podcast, the Vintage Rebellion, and the fan site Van for Tracks always to be found at this event over the two days. It's usually held at the weekend on a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, it's usually family events going on on a Saturday, and the Vintage Toy Sale on a Sunday. So, if you're ever in the UK or you're a UK resident who listens to this, I'd really advise going down there to. Catch some great Star Wars vintage stuff and meet lots of great people. Uh, it's a really great event. Celebrating 20 years of The Phantom Menace, my final segment today is looking back at the Toys R Us UK catalogue for Phantom Menace toys. The first two pages feature vehicles and playsets from the actual movie, which unfortunately I never got back then. Uh, the only sort of playset or thing I got apart from the figures was a survival kit and I did get a droidica. Uh, I did get the uh, com chip reader uh, and the only sort of core figure I got was uh, Darth Maul. Moving on to the electronic games from Tiger, uh, I did get the uh, lightsaber jewel pen. I remember getting that. Uh, I think that broke some time ago, a few years ago now, but I remember did do get in that pen. Uh, with the money banks, 
I did get the uh, exclusive Darth Maul money bank. It was really good. Uh, I didn't get the Obi-Wan one and all the Qui-Gon Jim one, but I think the only one I really wanted was uh, Darth Maul. And uh, even after 20 years, I think it still works. Tatooine is sparsely populated. If the trace was correct, I would find them quickly, Master. So after 20 years, that money bank still does work. It's quite amazing. I've never put new batteries in it. I promise. Uh, moving on, it has some quite quirky out uh, items such as a Naboo Starfighter tent. I did get the uh, Phantom Menace uh, duvet set of the pod race. I have still have got that uh, actual duvet set. Uh, Still quite a bit faded now, but I still got it. Uh, I was really interested in getting the uh, station resets, the Phantom Menace. I did get some folders and uh, some pens, and that was really good. Uh, the books, obviously, I got the uh, the novel, the visual dictionary, and the incredible cross sections, and the storybook. Uh, video games, I got the uh, had to wait. Till later on in the year to get the uh, Phantom Menace PlayStation game. Uh, I did get, I think the next year, I did get a Nintendo 64 to get Star Wars Racer. Uh, that was really good. Uh, that was only two really sort of video games I got from uh, Phantom Menace. And that was it, really. Uh, I, di I, did I didn't really go for watches or anything like that, really. Uh, and I was other kids' stuff I didn't really wasn't really interesting. So that was a look back at the Phantom Menace toy catalogue. It was only a small catalogue at the time, and uh, unfortunately, I got this catalogue much later on. Uh, I didn't find Toys R Us at the time for Phantom Menace while I was living. Uh, I did eventually find it. Uh, in time for the uh, just before the uh, sequel movies, and so that's it for another episode of Cloud Car Copilot. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, and of course Anchor. Please subscribe or like or rate this podcast on iTunes. I'd like to get I'd love to get a review of it, and see you next time on Cloud Car Copilot.